welcome to episode 56 of the Romantic About Baseball podcast. I am your host, Adam C. McKinnon, joined as often by the Statmaster General, Jim Passon Jr. Jim. I sure like when you call me that. That's it's, way better. It, I, anyway, I, I can kind of jab the ego, man. I'm here to help. Yeah, um, I need that. You bring the credibility to the show. Uh, so, so I need to do that once <laughs> in a while. A, that's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever. But we do have some credibility here this time. because Finally. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, we had some guy named Jeff Passan once and Keith Lau. I don't know. Whatever. It's not important. Yeah. Because now we have Max Greenfield. He's a writer for Pitcher's List. You may have seen his work recently on PitchCon in particular, uh, but you he also worked for the Washington Nationals, which as a Braves fan, I have mixed feelings about. I feel like that was kind of sprung on me, but that's fine. We'll push past it. I'm a professional. Max, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. I uh, I didn't say this to you when we first started talking, but I've been listening to this podcast for over a year, Whoa. and I'm a big fan. So it's <laughs> like I remember listening to the Jeff Pass and – uh, episode because it was like a week after Jim and Jeff jokingly got into it yeah. on Twitter and then he showed up and I was like that's so perfect because uh, <laughs> they had their Twitter jab but there have been some big names I don't deserve to be amongst those names but uh, it's really so much fun to be here I've been listening for so long wow this is fantastic this is awesome this is proof the younger generation has nothing better to do with their time Jim this is <laughs> that's true the, the last uh, maybe it's not as much of a compliment as I thought it was the last year I haven't really much. there you let's go get, let's get Max a job yes exactly <laughs> yes Steve Cohen come back come back or we don't need you back on Twitter or don't it's fine it's cool whatever um, but, he, it, but Max was working his way to a job. He was, he was this Steve close, was a, too. He was going to eventually close, reply so to you. Well, yeah. How many times did you uh, flip him a message? Oh, God. I don't know. I, I th- I, at, a, at first, it was like, all right, I think it'll be funny. And then after a while, I was just like, it's just a running gag. It's yep, not going to yep. work. But I think my Twitter followers like know that it's a running gag at this point, and so they appreciate it. But yeah, I I remember someone was like, do you actually think you're going to get a job? And I was like, no. No, this not. is not how this works. <laughs> but he's on Twitter. He's reachable, and he's talking it's back possible. to people. It's possible. Right. So it's worth a shot. Yeah. It's not yep. inconceivable. So, so when the Mets don't win at all this year, right? now we know, we know, know why. Play. We know who to play. Exactly. It wasn't because Max didn't try. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, all right. So, we got a really cool awesome. episode to this time. So, what? Well, here's the here's the deal. This is the inaugural uh, RAB um, made this up on the spot draft, and this is how this is going to work uh, for the audience. Uh, Jim and Max have already been briefed. Um, so what we're going to do is Jim, Max, and myself are going to draft a unit now. Let me explain that before it goes out of context. Um, a, they're gonna, we're going to draft a lineup, a bullpen, a starting rotation, and a defensive unit to fill out our rosters. And uh, the rules are that a, we will be drafting... W- we cannot have repeat teams, so we can't, you know, take the easy way out and take the Dodgers rotation and the Dodgers lineup. Uh, we got to make some hard choices. And at the end of the year, uh, much like our friends on Effectively Wild, I say friends, but like, you know, they don't really know we exist. So, you know, like the people that we, of which we are acquainted with somehow or another on Effectively Wild do, uh, we'll revisit this at the end of the year. And we'll, we'll see how, how badly I've done in comparison to people who know what they're talking about. So, um, so anyway, they, without, they, they don't know we exist over there. They, I don't think so, man. Like if they did, I would be like, I would pull a Max Greenfield and do everything I could to get Meg Rally to actually come on the show. Um, just, I love Meg. She's so, uh, she's my favorite writer. So she's hundred percent. My favorite writer. Uh, Deserved. no, yeah, no disrespect to Dan Simborski. Good friend, but no, get out of here. <laughs> it's Meg. It's always Meg. Um, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Um, so, all right, so let's just dive right into this. Um, our guest of honor, uh, Max, we're going to, we're going to have you draft round one, pick one. You don't have to go in any particular order. It could be any unit you'd like fire at will. So I was thinking about this of like how we were separating it out and everything. And I was like, okay, what's the most valuable unit in baseball? Like Mm -hmm. what's going to be the one that produces the most war? And it came down to like pretty clearly two choices, right? The Dodgers rotation and then the Yankee lineup, mm-hmm. right? 
I'm going to take the Yankee lineup just because they're going to have more opportunities to accumulate war than the Dodgers rotation will. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to take the Yankee lineup with my first pick. It's really hard to argue against it. You know what I mean? And I mean, sure, you're gambling a little bit on like, you know, uh, on the upside, uh, weirdly enough, like you normally say that yeah. with prospects, not with guys who are so, so oftenly injured and sort of cobbled together in a way, but it's kind of hard to pick against it. So I, I like, I like that as the, they've been top pick. five in offense and like right. fan graphs war the last like three years and they've been hurt. Right. So, I mean, if those guys are healthy, right, then it's right. They're going to definitely be at the top. How many, how many, on one hand, it's like, I can't, another thing I can't argue against. You're, you're almost certainly correct. In the back of my head though, I'm thinking like, how many times have we said this? Like, oh man, if yeah. they're healthy, they'll go every year. But yeah, so every year. So, so <laughs> Max, but even, but even not healthy, still top five team right. every year. So yeah. Max with the high risk, high reward first pick here. I, I like, I like the, I like the, the adventure. Aggressive drafting style. Yes, there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was, that was my first pick right there. Right? <laughs> if I would have got number one, I, I felt like um, if, if we're dealing with the uh, Fangraphs war, I felt like the most was going to be probably pulled in by a lineup uh, more than just a starting rotation, even if it is say the Dodgers. Um so, yeah, I felt like the Yankees lineup was the place to go just because of the division they're in, the pitching that they have to face, uh, the ballpark, and then just the bats, right? I mean, right. eventually Stanton's going to have more than you if know, he's healthy, games. Man. Oh, man. Uh, it's going to be ridiculous. So if you That can get... postseason, I, he gets, first of all, I used to be a Yankee fan growing up. Uh, my dad's from the Bronx, uh, went to college in the Bronx, I should say. He went to Fordham. Uh, so I grew up a Yankee fan. And so I'm not anymore now whoever pays me is who i will be a fan of there i think that's go. a good philosophy <laughs> to sell out who cares like right. total sellout uh but i think with stanton man that guy just gets so much beef with yeah. from the fan base and junk from the fan base and then they're always like well he doesn't perform in the postseason he was their best hitter and oh. arguably during the time he played the best hitter out of every team in the postseason i mean he was on fire to start it off, and you still had fans go, yeah, well, you know, he can't stay healthy. I was like, Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Changing the goalposts again. Sure. Yeah, what he had seven seven home runs or something like that. Yeah, and I, some, think the I think it was I think it was what six home runs in five games or so because he hit yeah. one in the first game, and then what one in the second game, and one in the first game of the a ALDS, two, and then one. So what is that math? Is what six? Right. Yeah, six. that works. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So, yeah, that's ridiculous, right? To have that ability to be able to put up those types of numbers and then still not even get out of that round, right? I mean, yep. that, te that tells you how much of a team game this is. Stop blaming Mike Trout, please. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jimmy, yeah. slide, slide right. into pick two here. Okay, so with that being said, then, if that's the case, um, I'm going to have to, I'm, gonna, I'm still going to, I'm going to go away from what I wanted to do there, right? I was, I was leaning going line up no matter what happened. Um, uh, but you know what? I just can't pass up on uh, – oh, man, can I pass up? I might be able to pass up. I can't pass up on – I can't pass up on – oh, man. This is this is, uh, this is ridiculous, this is man. This is tough, right? There's, I don't want to pass up on anybody. Um, you know what? You know what? Stick into my guns. Let's, let's go with – no, screw it. Let's go away from it. Dodgers pitching staff. I can't, All right, man. I can't get away Ooh, from right. it. That was that was the most dramatic thing that's going to happen this whole draft was you making yeah. your mind up. Yeah, <laughs> it's was a very indecisive. It's such a deep rotation, right? It I is. mean, if if we're looking for you know complete a complete season from a starting rotation that's going to give you the most, it's this one. They can afford three injuries as long as they're not season ending, and still put up a. A, a solid season. It's just ridiculous that, you know, Gonsolin's going to be like, there's no, yeah. or long right. reliever, right? He's not going to make their opening day five man rotation. Which yeah. is sad because I really like Tony Gonsolin <laughs> and I think he should. But like, yeah, that's how deep they are. I mean, Dustin May, I don't know how good Dustin May really is. He doesn't right. miss a ton of bats. He just, he shows up on Pitching Ninja because the ball go wee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's why he shows up there and people hype him up. But, like, if he's your seven, then, like, your rotation is just filthy. 
Yeah, just exactly. Just so goddamn good because it's it. I mean, you got three Cy Young Award winners, and then you have uh, Julio Urias and Walker Bueller who could win a Cy Young and might actually win it just this year. Right. Exactly. Yeah. No, yeah, I, and I like, agree. And it's so deep. It's so deep that Fangraphs has like a Dustin May on the AAA roster. Right. right. I mean, when you look at fan graphs, it's that deep. It's they also just, have Josiah Gray. I don't know how into prospects you guys. are. Yeah. No. Just yep. yeah. That he the the fact of the matter is that there there's no team in baseball that has more usable prospect currency. And I hate to use that word because it kind of you know it's it's a little objectifying, but at the same time, yep. like it's true. Like they have more to use, and yet they're the team that needs to use it the least because they're such a complete unit a roster already it's like the the term embarrassment of riches like really does apply when you talk about the dodgers the dodgers roster versus the rest of the league um so so i i don't i don't hate that at all uh jim and um your your rotation is the safest because while max's is like sort of the the could go either way but still probably the best pick you know the the appropriate number one pick yours is the safest pick you know what I mean? Like there's a, the, whoever, whatever rotations that Max and I pick up, we're going to, we are, there's some element of betting on upside no matter what. So yeah. If there's any weakness with, with the Dodgers rotation that I see, it's that, you know, that one of the biggest positives is that, you know, right now it looks like a Urias price and Kershaw are going to be three left-handers right in their in their starting rotation but behind them there's no left-handers no the best thing about the dot at the left-handed side the best thing about the dodgers rotation is bauer can't tweet from the mound that's nice (laughs) (laughs) what he's out there imagine if he just pulls out a phone out of his back pocket and just like tweets after he struck out christian yelich or something and tweets at him or something i think at that point pan to luba be like we're gonna trade you (laughs) (laughs) camera pans to luba in the audience she's she's uh, she's in on the account yeah that'd be great (laughs) you got trevor you can't have your phone out here he just turns and chucks (laughs) it over the center field fans yeah exactly (laughs) sorry Sorry. Um, <laughs> all right. So I am going to, I'm going to stay in Los Angeles, but I, I'm going to, I'm going to grab the, uh, but no, actually I'm not. I'm actually going to take, I'm going to take a lineup, but I'm going to take the Chicago White Sox, which That's is again, which is again, like, you know, it, it's, a, I feel a little bit like Max here. I'm betting a little bit on madrigals, like bat to ball skills, really continuing to translate. I'm betting on Mancata's like a little regression turning around and going the other way. I'm betting on a- Adam Eaton being something resembling a valuable player. Um, and I don't mean like anything near most value. I mean like any kind of value. Um, so yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, so, I mean, I really, I like the idea of, of, um, a high bat to ball contact Tim Anderson. Um, you know, this is going to be, if they're not the best lineup, they'll be the most exciting lineup. So I really feel like that wasn't on my notes to go with that. Uh, but I decided I couldn't, I assumed that I was going to take a lineup later, but I can't, I, I feel like I have to grab the, the white, I like Sox the white Sox pick. I mean, you also have to consider the fact that let's see, you know, Cleveland, they'll put out pitching because they've just developed pitching at an it's incredible what they do. rate yeah. the last few years. Right. But I would say the twins are roughly the same, maybe like a slight bit worse than last year just because they have a little bit more unknown about them, you know, relying right. off of, uh, Kenta Maeda, uh, Kenta Maeda's, you know, for him to be legit and Jose Barrios, it's kind of at the point of like, it's a little bit of a make or break year for him of like, we've, you know, we've been waiting for you to really show out and he just hasn't really done it. Right. You know, Jay Happ. I actually thought, I know Yankee fans really, crap on the guy deservedly so he wasn't good and didn't handle himself very well but after his first two starts he was really good yeah. last year yeah he's like he pitched really well uh i liked that signing i like michael pineda uh like you know but they still their pitchers are prone to get crushed by the home run ball yes like they have a lot of home run friendly pitchers and the white Sox are going to hit 
a lot of home runs. Right. So I really like that pick. And then, you know, the, the Tigers and the Royals. Yeah, the, I, though I liked what the Royals did this offseason. They're not close. Like, no, exactly. And, and, and you're talking about a team that's going to match up against these rotations. And like, you know, the Royals have like probably the most intrigue between the two teams. But to me, anyway, from the rotation standpoint, but these are young guys are going to get bat. They're going to get knocked around. Um, even and bat to ball skills are is so it's a, such an antithetical thing to the modern game. Yeah, like it's almost like I'm I'm willing to bet on some BABIP and just and just yeah. see what it returns. So um, I, I think magical. First of all, I'm biased. He's from the Sacramento area. That's where I'm from. <laughs> Thank uh, you. And so I know some people who watched him play when he was in high school and everything. I was in college at the time, which really. I know that I'm only 23, but still, that's still, when I worked for the Nationals, I met Juan Soto, and it's like, I'm older than you. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Reality <laughs> check. <laughs> yeah, so I got to get used to that now. But uh, Madrigal, I like the bat-to-ball skills, because it's, it's, it's one thing if you have good bat-to-ball skills and you still strike out, because he doesn't walk, like, at all. A lot of those White Sox guys don't walk a lot, right. for, for my liking, which hurts, but he doesn't walk at all, but he also doesn't strike out like at all either. So it's not like he just puts the bat on ball or he strikes out. Right now. He, he like, he just genuinely hits the ball a lot. And right. So he's going to get, he's going to be your, a little bit more classic of like maybe your Ichiro style of just like dunking a lot of hits in there. Not going to hit for a lot of power, but I'm willing to roll the dice on some guys just have that elite skill like David Fletcher Right. He's one of those guys. And like they're just going to be offense. They're going to be able to produce and Madrigal might be that guy. Right. I, I, I think that there's there's a lot to like in that lineup. But um, but uh, I, I so I, I went with that and now I'm like, oh, crud, I got to I got to pick again. And I wasn't necessarily prepared for this, but I've got an easy I've got. I, I've got the same sort of situation. I feel like if I pass on the, I feel like I need a rotation, and if I pass on the Indians, I'm, I'm, or say the Cleveland team, I am not. I'm doing. I, I'm betting too much, so I'm going to take the Cleveland rotation. That's a good pick. Uh, to kind of just because I really, it's intriguing because I really you know the COVID diagnosis for Bieber he's asymptomatic. We don't know if that's really going to, I myself had COVID. I was symptomatic. It sucks. Uh, <laughs> yeah. it's not a fun thing and it takes in, I, I, I ran today and it still bu- bugs me. So, um, you never know. Uh, but at the same time, uh, this is a huge bet on upside because I really want to see Plesak and Savali continue to take that step. And I'm a, I'm a Tristan McKenzie fan. I am too. I don't see how the dude maintains a 17% home run to fly ball ratio. And that ERA starts dipping downwards. And now you have a pretty deep and pretty interesting rotation from a team that has a reputation of fielding those. So I'm going to take the Cleveland rotation and, um, and, uh, as not an exciting pick necessarily, but a safe pick. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty solid pick. I like, I'm a big fan of what Cleveland does in terms of like developing pitching. Uh, Savali is a big friend of the pitcher list community. He's mm-hmm. been on the podcast a few times. He interacts with uh, Nick Pollock and Alex fast a bunch. Uh, and he changed, he shortened up his arm motion this year and he added a, I think a split change too. So this could be a really big year of missing more bats for Savali. So I like that. And then Tristan McKenzie, yeah, I'm a huge Tristan yeah. McKenzie fan. I mean, a couple of years ago, he was like a top 15 prospect, and he, he got hurt a few times, and the velocity was just a little inconsistent. But last year, I mean, there are glimpses where it's like, oh yeah, this guy's he's got it. Yeah, you know, he's 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 got this the stuff, and you know, if Bieber's he, you know, I don't know what to think of the asymptomatic. I mean, look at Mankata, right? Right. You know, by the end of the year last year, he's like. I had problems breathing. Like I couldn't go out there and play just because I was so fatigued all the time. It was affecting me so much. So we don't know how much it's going to affect Bieber. But even then, like if your rotation is Bieber, Plesak, uh, McKenzie, Savali, 
and then they'll they'll throw together a fifth guy. I don't remember yeah. who slotted in there. Me, right not, now, me but, neither necessarily. Yeah, but, Logan Logan Allen, I think, is oh, probably at the back end of that rotation now. He's they, fine. He's like he's fine for a five. It's a, uh, it's, a it's a left-hander at least, right? Yeah. yeah. So I like I like the Cleveland pick. I and st- honestly, there's also just nothing else worthwhile from that team right. taking it's, in this kind of draft. Literally like, nothing. <laughs> Cleveland rotation is good, and that's the only thing yes. to take. That's the only thing that's going to produce value because you have Jose Ramirez. <laughs> and then, you know, just a bunch of nothing. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, cli- yeah, the cliff is pretty steep. Um, yeah, it's so, bad. So, uh, Jimmy, yep. Jimmy, what do you got, bud? Well, uh, both of those were a little bit, uh, I mean, I, I like your last two picks. I really do. I like uh, the AL Central uh, theme you got going on. I hope you stay there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah. No, man. Yeah, that's a, uh, yeah. Well, I'm just glad that uh, I don't have to worry about lineup now, right? You right. guys have both taken your lineup. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push that back to the end since I don't have to worry about you guys taking who I'm looking at next. So, uh, now I got. I'm trying to balance between uh, relievers and uh, the defense, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what's going to bring us most value of what we think is the best in those positions? Uh, I'm a big defensive person. If you guys didn't already know that, I mean, yes. <laughs> I tweet about defense we, all the time. I'm usually like noticed. every other stat that I put out is defense. So the last I've had thing Mark I Simon on a few times. <laughs> yeah, I had Mark Simon on. So now I'm a defensive guru. So I don't even have to like like I could tweet like to people and be like, hey, who do you guys think? the best defense is going to be this year but i don't have to do that because right? i get it right? oh man oh man okay so hashtag sarcasm i ain't, I ain't got a clue on defense right so um but i did i, re- I reached out i did crowdsource a little bit you guys might think it's cheating i think we know gathering Jim. information uh, that's what we're here for so <sighs> It's not my fault that I have a chance to do that. So, um, so I'm I'm going to take advantage of the information that brought me back, and it sounded like a resounding St. Louis Cardinals are going to be the best defense in Major League Baseball, and it shouldn't be close. Uh, I am uh, very fond of Nolan Arenado. I like the fact that Goldschmidt's going to be on the other side from him. Uh, I yeah I. You know, as one person described, it's like, well, with Yachty being back, he's going to be like the eighth best defender on the team. And that says a lot, right? So it's true. You know, I'm just not going to pass up on, on the obvious favorite on defense. Uh, so give me the Cardinals. Right. As much as I, 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 I really just despise Yachty Molina in so many ways, <laughs> like even, even Yachty with a regression, like let's, let's, you know, talk about age regression. How, I mean, he's still, he goes from number one to just like really good. And if you have a really good catcher, you know, I, I just, I, I don't hate that pick because yeah, like you said, Arenado is a game changer for me on defense. You know, from and it's tough to measure defense. Don't get me wrong, but like the Rockies were like the fourth best, a third best team in Fangraphs defensive rating, which is what we're using to gauge this last year. And who the I mean, Story and um, and uh, Arenado, and then show me anything. What were the Cardinals? Do you have that up by chance from I don't, last year? I don't, uh, yeah. but I, but I, I mean, this is because I, I, I already, from the understanding I've gotten, is that the Cardinals. I mean, they were pretty strong on defense already to begin with. So yeah, they're uh, they're a good defensive. Team. Yeah, they're a good yeah. defensive that's team. That's because they had Wong at second base, the young at short. Now they don't have Wong anymore. They replaced him with Edmund, but picking up Arenado at third. Right. Probably washes out the difference. Yeah, I completely see that's that's the thing is I agree with you there, Max. Is like the the pickup the drop off in the defensive rating, like the Cardinals were seventh with a fourteen point one rating. The next closest team, the eighth place team, was the Brewers with a seven point three. So you're really talking about a really fine cutoff. And I agree with you. I think the Wong at worst is a wash. Because if Edmund mm-hmm. plays replacement level second base, then a, a, the difference between Arenado and uh, missing Wong. Carpenter? Yeah, I mean... Yeah, Carpenter at third, right? Yeah, I mean, the difference alone is is worth it to me. So I, I think that if, yeah, that's a, that's a solid, it's a solid pick for a very difficult to gauge category. Yeah, I agree. I like the Cardinals. I was hoping that people wouldn't pay attention to defense and I could swoop in on the Cardinals <laughs> early enough, but yeah, now people paid attention. They did. Dang so, it. uh, so Max, uh, give a round, finish round two for us. 
So you guys have both chosen your rotations, and I have technically I have two picks in a row. But I'm really hesitant here to figure out what will be more valuable to me of do I pick the high upside again of the Atlanta rotation? Because I mm-hmm. really like the upside of the Atlanta rotation because I love Ian Anderson. Yeah. I mean, just flat out love the guy. He's so good. <laughs> but the Padres rotation features what? I mean, I don't know how healthy Lamette's going to be. So this, you know, right. take this with a grain of salt. But it features Snell, Darvish, Musgrove, Paddock, who apparently, as reported today, they finally explained to him that you should not be trying to get run on your fastball if you're throwing a four seamer. Right. So that's I read that good. Too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Glad someone told him that. <laughs> and as I uh, as I talked to you guys earlier about it, they also have Mackenzie Gore waiting in the wings, who's arguably like the best pitching prospect in baseball. So even if Lamette isn't healthy, like the Dodgers, as we were talking about earlier, their sixth guy is still potentially very good. And then I got the Atlanta rotation, which has what probably Freed's going to be the opening day starter, yeah. right? Yeah. One would assume. Then you have Morton behind him, Smiley and Anderson and Sakura? Soroka. Yeah, well, Soroka could be like, you know, it could be game time. I see a lot of folks saying that he's going to start on the injured list, but if he does, it's, it's going to be a, not a long stay. Yeah, but so you have, you know, those are your five, and then behind them you still have, I don't know what to think of Tuki Toussaint. I, I want to believe in him. He's got a really good splitter. I did a whole profile in one of my articles about his splitter. The rest of his stuff is yeah, not that great. Uh, the curveball looks more, pretty. The curveball looks it, pretty, but it, he doesn't know what's going When it leaves his hand, he does not know what it's going to happen. What's going to happen. Yeah. But again, as, we, as we're talking about, if, if he's your six, I'd feel okay, mm-hmm. right? Like, so I'm I'm trying to pick between these two rotations here, and I'm thinking about the potential drop off. Whereas the Padres bullpen is deep, right? Yeah, really deep. Like I mean, outside of maybe the Dodger bullpen or the Yankee bullpen, there's probably you know obviously you know we're talking about the three best teams in baseball. Obviously, they're all gonna you know if we could just take ah the Yankees, Dodgers, and Padres, right, right, right. This wouldn't be much of a draft, uh, yeah. but. You know, the Padres bullpen is so deep, and I don't know what they're going to do out of the closer role. It looks like Pomeranz is going to be in that role, which is, if you had told me that two years ago, that Drew Pomeranz is going to be the Padres closer, right? I would have looked at you like, what? <laughs> what are the Padres rebuilding again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It would have been like, so it's, it didn't work out in San Francisco, did it? But yeah. <laughs> well, it didn't, but to be fair, yeah, it worked right. out elsewhere. Right. Um, yeah, so I'm probably – I think I'm going to take the Padre bullpen mm. in the second round to finish it off. And then I will take I like the Atlanta that. rotation because I'm believing in the upside of the rotation and betting on the floor of the bullpen, which maybe isn't the best way to go about it. Mm, there's worse ways yeah there's worse methodologies i mean you could be taking you know the royals rotation so i mean hey you're i think Uh, you're doing all right pretty much (laughs) the the entire central region outside of the cardinals defense and the white Sox offense and the cleveland pitching staff everything else should be ignored yeah those are the only three things of value in the entire division Pretty much, yeah. I can, I can, <laughs> yeah, I can, like, I can agree with that. That's it. Spot on. <laughs> Which um, is sad. Which is just, yeah. just yeah, it's tough. I, I, I think I've, I've. Well, go ahead, Jim. Go ahead, Jim. Because I've, I've got. I think I'm going to make a case for one more unit in that division. But, um, but yeah, I, I agree with most of what you said. I mean, so I mean, we've all picked our starting rotations now, right? Yes, we've, we've yes. chosen the the Dodgers, the Indians, and the Braves. Uh, Cle- Los Angeles Dodgers, Cleveland, and Atlanta. Right? <laughs> and, and but I mean, who do you? I mean, who do you guys think is? I mean, let's let's slow down for a second. Who's on the outside of that? Who's who's four in your guys' eyes? Because, I mean, I had. I mean, I was putting down like I'm doing the research. I was taking down about five five teams right yeah. i mean if there was uh 
if I got to one of these sections and I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, like with defense, I didn't have any, any of the teams that I ranked in my defense, I didn't have them anywhere else to be drafted. So I wasn't worried about duplicating a team there. So I was, but I was doing five of the other three categories to make sure that I wasn't duplicating, but I didn't really fall to Cleveland and Atlanta in my top five. Hmm. Um, I was leaning towards the Padres rotation as my second and, uh, and the Yankees rotation is my three. What were you guys looking at if you guys didn't get what you wanted? I would have gone uh, for the rotation. For the rotation. I mean, the Dodgers, obviously. Yeah, Probably I mean, would have been one that you would have went for if you couldn't get. Yeah, if, if I had to guess, I mean, one of the things that I um, – one of the things that I, I try to think about, it, like you said, like is upside versus like established rotations. Um, I would go with the Mets, probably. I mean, I know, like it's it's hard to argue with Degrom. Stroman intrigues me. I mean, I, the results don't always match up with what I like to see, but I like I like Stroman in there. Um, Syndergaard always is just like it's it's always kind of a sexy pick on the outside. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> Um, I, I didn't mean that. Yeah. Correct. With the addition of Carrasco, I, I, I think the Mets would probably be the only other team uh, that I would say, aha, like got him. You know what I mean? What do you think, Max? I, I, I think so. If I were looking at it, just like from a pure real life value of like, what are the top five rotations in baseball? The Dodgers and Padres are definitely the top two. Yeah. Like, I think the Yankees at three is fair because as I asked, you know, like, are we drafting the depth too? The Yankees have a load of depth. So like, I mean, again, whoever their five is, right. If it's Domingo Herman or if it's Debbie Garcia, you got Clark Schmidt to follow that. Jonathan, the can, can start to got Mike King who can start to. I'm excited got, to see Montgomery. Yeah. I'm really high on Montgomery this year. I, I really think he can, deal i've been speaking about him all off season like you mm-hmm. should be drafting or montgomery in your fantasy leagues uh but i also like really like the fact that luis medina has seemingly found his command he pitched great in winter ball and that's been his like biggest thing as a prospect holding him back is that he just walks a lot of guys right the stuff is electric but he can't he just really couldn't command it and then the second half of 2019 in his last like 40 or 50 innings his walk rate fell by like half it went from like 11 12 percent to like seven six percent which excites me a lot and he could make starts too and they also have louise hill they have just a plethora of arms so Mm -hmm. in terms of like real life value yeah there's a good chance that the yankees have a really good rotation then again i really like atlanta i really like their rotation uh i like the mets rotation too I mean, it's hard to go against the Nats rotation if Patrick Corbin's okay and Steven Strasburg's okay because yeah. a front a front three of Scherzer, Strasburg, Corbin outside of the Dodgers is still probably the best front three in baseball. They signed John Lester too. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, he's probably not good anymore. But like in this day and age, especially with this upcoming season, that's actually the topic of my next article for Pitcher List is like we need to start thinking about how we're probably not going to see anybody throw 200 innings this year. Yeah. So – you know, 130 to 150 innings, that's going to be really valuable. And John Lester's probably going to be able to give that to you. Almost certainly, so, I agree. So he's got a lot of value, and they're just like, he's going to take the ball every fifth day, and you're going to need that in this season. So, and Cleveland, obviously, right, you know, like they're just yeah. a pitching factory right. at this point. So, they, so no matter think, what their depth is, it's yeah, always solid. Right. I think those are like, those are pretty clearly the consensus, like top seven, eight rotations in baseball is like, you know, the Dodgers, Padres, Yankees, Mets, Braves, Nats, Cleveland. And then I think the White Sox are interesting. Yep. Like, I don't know how good they are, but they're interesting. Ronaldo Lopez is the, is the most confuzzling pitcher in baseball. His stuff but, looks so good. And the yep. metrics read out pretty well. They move, it moves well. He's got decent active spin and efficiency on his pitches. But then he goes out there and, like Dylan Cease, just doesn't produce. Though Dylan yep. Cease is much worse. I just can't throw a strike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, when you start looking, that's one that I wanted to mention too before we go on uh, was the White Sox rotation, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's got Lance Lynn, Dallas Keuchel, Lucas Giolito, Michael Kopech, Dylan Cease, Carlos Rodon, uh, Renato. Ronaldo Lopez. Lopez, right? I mean, the White they're, Sox are just interesting to me. They're, right. they're just and, and, an interesting team. 
And they're in the right division yet again. When we talk about, you know, we were talking about how, uh, you know, the Cleveland's rotations are in the right division, right? Where the White Sox, or well, the White Sox lineup, I guess, for Adam was what we were talking about being in the right Right. division. I mean, the White Sox uh, pitching staff's in the right division too, I believe. So uh, I wouldn't be shocked that the White Sox put up a pretty high number this year for uh, for Fangraphs war on this. So, yeah. When you're pitching, when you're going to make, what is it? 57 starts or so against the Cleveland, Kansas City, and Detroit offense. Yeah. There's yeah. a really good chance you're going to rack up some value. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You get 76 games inside your division. Look at your division and tell me what you think, right? Right. And so, yeah. So, um, is, is that what you, you're taking? I am not looking at the division for my next pick. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> my next pick is going to also uh, rely on uh, on heavy depth. Uh, I, I'm going to be completely, um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going with the Yankees relievers. Um, okay. It's, wow. it's, it's, it's stupid deep again. Uh, I, I can't, um, I can't stress enough how I, I believe that they're able to keep the ball in the park, right. Uh, with Zach Britton, uh, Chad green, I like them. I mean, you've got, I mean, if you're getting short, I mean, if you're getting short outings from like Loisica and Luis Sessa. I mean, you know, you got guys that can go six innings, five innings. They've been groomed to that, and and they're now out there just going to be chucking you, you know, an inning, inning and two thirds, and uh, and you're just going to be able to let it all go, right? So, I Justin Wilson, eh, whatever. But I, I just think it's deep. I mean, Adam I mean, always pitches good there. <laughs> You're and Justin Wilson, whose guy has a career 26% strikeout rate and hasn't had like a bad season in five, six years. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah and you're ang him. And yeah. that's true because he's probably at this point like the seventh guy, sixth guy in that bullpen of like the eight guys that they're going to roll out with. Right. And that, again, as we were just talking about with like depth, they're so deep. Again, as we just said with that rotation that they're deep, all those guys that aren't starting could just go right to the bullpen and provide innings too. And so, yeah, I mean, that's a... I like the Darren O'Day signing a lot yeah. too. Turning love... Adam Ottavino into Darren O'Day and Justin Wilson mm-hmm. is a very Brian Cashman Move. Yes. He, yeah. yeah. It's it it, uh, it it never you know you talk about factories. You know what I mean? Like the 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 um, Cleveland rotation and the Yankees bullpen, and through two two very different methods too. But yeah. but it's it's you know it's the same reason that you can't bet against certain teams. I don't see any reason for the most volatile unit in all of baseball. Why would you pick against the Yankees? Like just the, I don't can't think of another team that has as much of an established track record of not just producing good bullpens, but then picking guys to like slide in and replace them. You know what I mean? It's a real testament to the organization. You let Dallin Batansis go, and, and it it didn't even skip a beat. Right? right? It yeah. just, they, they, they missed the Dallin hell Batances out of him. for all 2019, and their bullpen was still just as dominant as ever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they they've obviously got it figured out inside the front office um, where where they're going to get that they they've got it they've got it down that's for if damn you're sure. if you're listening to this my front office context we we like you please hire me <laughs> <laughs> yeah let me just blast out Max's phone number it's that's uh, right area code don't don't yeah. do that please <laughs> yeah we don't know who really uh, listens to this to this show. Um, so I was going to put a five, five, five in there. So, <laughs> just to, you know, anonymity. We, we, we have some class. We have some class here. Yeah. Um, just a so I am, uh, so I'm torn right now between I've, my net, we're getting to the point in this draft now, as we finish round three and we go to round four, now we're going to, things are going to get a little kooky. So, you know, there's, there's not like a consensus number one pick out there for anything. And I've got a bullpen and a defense to pick. So my picks are like the sexy factor of what I'm about to do here is like not there. You know what I mean? (laughs) But, but I'm going to take a, so I, I I have back to back picks. So the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to get the, I'm going to get the, why is he doing that pick out of the way? And I'm going to take Atlanta's bullpen and because, and here's why Uh, you, we talk a lot about upside. Okay. You take, I think they're going to resign Shane green. I don't see how that's, unless that's already happened and I missed it. 
Max, you're more informed than me. I haven't seen Shane Green been signed, and I've been waiting for Atlanta yeah. to swoop him up. I've been yeah. waiting all offseason to just give him that two and a half million dollars. Yeah, he's going to get a he's, he's going to get the AA special, which is a one yeah. year two two million dollar deal, and um, an incentive he'll never reach. So yep. I figure that w- you we saw a lot of progression from guys like AJ Minter. Okay, Minter was a guy that couldn't find the strike zone for it, it seemed like ever. Uh, he was even, you know, this is a guy who was, you know, basically, you know, sent down, said, you know, and told find the strike zone. Um, I really like, uh, so I li- really like Green coming back. I really like uh, AJ Minter. I am not going to miss Mark Melanson. I mean, as a dude, he seems pretty solid. But like, this is a guy who put up a 278 ERA with a 442 XFIP to go with it. So I'm I'm not betting on that. Uh, having to replace that, if that makes sense. Well, I picked him in San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think that the, what I'm saying is I don't think the Braves are going to have that much of a problem, you know, with again, the depth of pitching that they have. All right. Like I like Tucson out of the bullpen. Um, I like the be a really good. Reliever. Exactly. I like, I like what they have in a way where this is a bullpen unit that is not going to light the world on fire. But at the same time, like Tyler Matzik, okay, this is a guy, he was one of their top relievers last year. Um, and he did that with a 338 BAPIP. So I don't, I don't necessarily think that there's as much regression here as there is possible progression. I love Will Smith on the back end of that bullpen. Him and maybe even a Sean Newcomb emergence here. I would hate to be a lefty facing the Braves bullpen. I would say this about Smith. He can't like, I think it's more likely he comes back to form than he gets worse. Right. Like 2020, mm-hmm. uh, that, that was, again, it was such a small sample that it was so hard to tell what was real and what's not. So, mm-hmm. you know, like Max Scherzer, he had like a three something ERA and everyone's like, well, it's the end of the oh, world. Yeah. He's 36. <laughs> it's, yep. it's time. Father time has caught him. Yeah. Father time caught him to a ridiculous home run to fly a ball ratio. And his command was just slightly worse. Those read more like outliers if he's 29. Right. Right. But, you know, Will Smith is sort of the same thing. He just got hit a little harder and lost his command a little bit. Relievers are really fluky, but he has this long track record of good pitching that leads me to think it's probably more of an outlier than it was just he's starting to regress. Now, I could be wrong because relievers are, again, they're very volatile. volatile. Very volatile. Right. So, but I like, I think the thing that, upsets me about the Atlanta bullpen is they've had so many opportunities to do what I think AA is good at in like these low end buys and make their bullpen better. And he just hasn't. Right. And now granted, there's still a ton of relievers out there to go get. But I mean, when I was seeing Sergio Romo fall off the board and Yasmira Petit fall off the board, I was just sitting here saying like, ah, man, these guys are like built exactly. Right. The way he like wants them because he refuses to spend you know, big dollars on anybody that isn't already on the team. Right. Like I, I have no doubt that Freddie Freeman's going to get a very good contract. Yeah. But, it, it, no, there, there, AA is not going to be, if AA is the guy who lets Freeman walk to another team, he'll never get a job in baseball again. I, yeah. I believe that. Um, yeah. And, and, and I agree with you there. There's, there's so much volatility, but like when you look at like the plus minus, when I look at teams year to year for their bullpen, I go plus minus. What are yeah. they missing? What did they lose? Yeah. Right. And they, yeah, they lost Melanson, but for as much as Melanson will not put up a two seven ERA, Luke Jackson won't put up a seven ERA. Yeah. So I don't think Luke Jackson's that bad. He's really not. Now, if he puts up a four or five, there's your difference. You know what I mean? I like, <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. I think also with like Luke Jackson, again, as I talked about with the track record, there's track record of success right. with Luke Jackson, not as a closer. No, <laughs> I remember they tried him as a closer and it just wasn't working, but then he turned into that like seventh inning guy and he was good in 2019 in that seventh inning. Role. Right. Every time they tried him as closer, he'd fall apart. But like it was, it's, you know, there's a mental capacity to closing that, you know, either a, he just didn't have at the time or B, he just doesn't have at all but you know again if you're asking him not to be your closer yeah he's not going to be nearly as bad as he was in 2020 and again we're talking about a sample size of what he threw like 16 20 innings at the most in 2020 right 20, 26 innings 
but I mean, still, okay. like, whatever, 26, 26 innings. 26 innings versus, like, a track record of, like, 70 to 80 solid. I'm a favor of the 70 to 80 that's solid. Right? Yeah. I'm not going to just say, oh, he was bad in 2020, he'll be bad in 2021. No, it's, it's not that simple. I Again, I think with Atlanta, taking Atlanta's bullpen, it's definitely a risky pick. Uh, but I think there's enough there in-house Assuming they bring back Shane Green, if they don't, that that actually does affect my answer. This is quite. This is a game. I'm. A, I, this is under the presumption of signing Shane Green. Now I, I'm making which my pick, should. which they they should, and, and they, <laughs> they, re- should. they really. I think they will ultimately. But I agree yes. with you. I, I think that there's a lot that could go wrong, but there's also like this is like a little a more extreme version of your Yankees pick, your your one one pick, where yeah. you know it, there's there's a lot more that can go right. If it goes right, it's what we expected all along. If it goes wrong, it can be a disaster. Yep. So it's a more extreme version of that, I think. Um, Jim, any thoughts on... They're just not young, right? I mean, I think that's the thing for me is that (laughs) the experience level of what what the Braves bullpen currently looks like versus their actual age doesn't seem to line up, right? It's like Mm -hmm. everybody in the bullpen is like 30 years old, but nobody's been pitching for more than a few years, right? It's Which just actually a, might work to their advantage. Exactly. The arms aren't blown, right? I mean, but you, and you've got, you know, the the grown-ups, right? I mean, it's they're going to be probably maybe the floor and the ceiling are closer to each other than other teams are, right? They're going to they're going to hit that middle a lot easier and be a little more safer. Um they're in a, they're in a good position. I mean, it's going to be a tough division though, I think to yeah. To try to pick up a bullpen in, so but plus if if Tucson and maybe even Kyle Wright are in mm-hmm. the bullpen, that actually changes things pretty dramatically because I mean that's more flamethrowers coming out of there, yeah, right, which which affects it too. But that you know again, that assumes that their opening day five is healthy for the most part during the entire year. And I love Charlie Morton; he seems like a wonderful human being. But what is he, 37, 38? And he, unlike Scherzer, he actually showed signs of, like, age because he was losing velocity and movement in 2020. That concerns me, whereas Scherzer was just, like, just command. The velocity and the movement was still there. With Morton, though he did pitch well in the playoffs, like, he put, put some ease in my head in the playoffs for the most part. He had one bad start against the Dodgers. But for the most part, he was... Fine. He pitched. He pitched like a guy who was a top three in the Cy Young voting in the previous year. <laughs> okay. Yep. Yeah. No. I, yep. I. Yeah. I agree with you. And um, with all the and with everybody already having a bullpen, uh, I think. Uh, I. I think to me, my number two was actually going to be the Brewers. I really thought that that would have. Uh, a, a Williams solid and pick. Hater are going to rack up so much value. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that much division, it's going to be ridiculous. They're going to spend a lot of time on the mound. So war is an accumulation stat. So yeah, because uh, what's Brewers have what Woodruff and Burns slated yeah. into their rotation, right? Yeah, like like actually solidified. Outside of that, isn't everything pretty much up in the air for them? It is, and and you know innings is one other thing that I thought about when I picked Atlanta too, because a lot of young pitchers. I mean, Ian Anderson hasn't thrown more than a hundred innings in long enough time that you know people. You know, there's not there's enough reason for Atlanta to be cautious with say Charlie Morton on one end of the spectrum, and yeah. with Ian Anderson on the other. And, uh, you know, for the, the, to sum it up, the Atlanta pick is more of the pick of the unit than an individual star, um, yeah. sort of like a, a diet version of the Yankees. It's I'm picking for, you know, the entirety of the unit more so than just say Chapman or in this case, Will Smith. Um, so I'm just, I'm going to, I'm going to lay this pit, this four one pick out here and there's no logical reason because it's defense. There's no logical reason other than just. I, if you told me that my life depended on it on a defensive sequence and I've got Andrelton Simmons at shortstop, Josh Donaldson in third at third base and Byron Buxton in center field, I will take that bet. So I'm picking the twins at four one. And quite frankly, I don't have any other reason. Y'all can suck it. (laughs) Honestly, I, I, since you are an Atlanta fan, I know you'll understand. And uh, Jim's a, you know, sabermetric fan. Anderson Simmons is what people think Omar Vizquel is. Right. Like, yeah. he, there, there's, outside of Ozzie Smith, if you want to say Ozzie Smith's the best defensive shortstop ever, I'm not really going to argue with you 
because you you probably like in the grand scheme of total career you're probably right but like peak for peak i would there's nobody i would want out there playing shortstop more than andrelton simmons i mean just he is amazing and i know people look at like 2020 and go well his metrics weren't that good defensive metrics in a small sample are extremely fluky as mark simon will tell people take them with a huge grain of salt right a huge grain of salt Anderson simmons in 2019 was still probably the best defensive shortstop in baseball that year that just didn't have the volume of a javi baez trevor story or francisco lindor but on a rate basis he was still the best defensive shortstop in baseball no question this is about a guy it. he put up 40 defensive runs saved. He's the only guy ever to do that. And he doesn't do it by like amazing athleticism. He does it by just being much smarter than everyone else on the field about how to play defense. That's right. how he does it. That play or with the cutoff against Houston and Anaheim, I have seen and watched that play where he cuts the ball off. Yep. And he's like faking it, bending back, then uh, randomly yeah. grabs it and snaps the throw to first. Then <laughs> goes into the rundown at second, gets the ball, and throws it to the plate, and then sprints to third base. I have seen that play probably 200 times since it happened, <laughs> and I am still amazed by it. And that's not even top time. 10. That's not even top 10 for him. That's for, not even I, top 10 I, I, I got to watch him it's play so in Atlanta. Yeah, for like 2013, I would watch him pick guys off rounding first on singles. I would watch yep. him, you know, I, I would watch him turn double play, like unassisted double plays from his, from his back. I mean, there's, there's, there's no contest. And I, and I would love the idea in the same way we hope Stanton is healthy. I hope Byron Buxton's healthy. And, yes, and if I can watch that, if I can watch that left side and that outfield, you know, Kepler's not terrible. You know what I mean? Like Kepler's there, fine at right. Yeah, there, there's he's a pretty good defender out there. There's guys that bring. There's enough guys on that team that bring positive defensive value. That I am looking for them to, uh, with the addition of Simmons, to uh, to really uh, take a step forward. So. That's my four one center field. I'm, I'll be shocked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like it. Um, if, if Simmons was a third baseman, he'd be the best third baseman in the league. Yeah. No. Well. Yeah. Oh, no oh, question. No, yeah. Right. I mean, <laughs> we spent so much time talking about Arenado and, and Chapman. If they would just slide Simmons over there, it, it if Simmons be, was anywhere else on the field, short of catcher, he'd be the best. Whatever it is in the in the game, he's just yeah, that I naturally even doubt talented. Him if he like came in one year, it's like I'm I'm catching this spring training. And yep. I'm going in this year. I'd be like, I bet you spent all off season figuring it out. He'd right. be an he'd amazing be framer by. By like amazing April framer that, yeah, that he'd throw out forty percent of runners. I mean, oh, yeah. yeah. That's, so, again, we we talk about how guys age and stuff, but Simmons is going to defensively age fine. Yeah. yeah, because he relies on a, a good arm, not like just like oh he's going to throw out his arm. No, he relies on a good arm that's accurate. Yeah. It's not like necessarily the most powerful, but it's accurate and it gets there. And then he would just relies on just knowing where he is on the field and not just like being super fast or anything. So I'm not concerned. I love the twins defense pick. That is, I for completely didn't even consider them, but that is such a good pick. Love it. All hey, right. Uh, J- Jimmy jam. Love it. All right. Well, since I haven't had been forced to use my lineup yet, I, uh, it's a crying shame that no, the Dodgers lineup isn't going to get selected, right? Yeah. Amongst, uh, everybody, right? That's just right. I, I can't pick them. I've already picked the starters. So, um, you know, I, I, I originally had it set up as a, one was Dodgers for me. I had the Yankees in the two spot. Can't have them bullpen. Uh, I had the Astros slotted in my three spot just because they just consistently are always there, but I'm, I'm nah, I'm done with the Astros. I'm out. <laughs> I just, I just don't, I mean, I, I, I there's gotta be regression there. You, you know, don't buy and, into Jordan being healthy. Even if, right. I mean, yeah. his, the season that he had, you know, was a no Springer. Was, yeah. A, sh- a short sample size season. Anyway, when you're done, uh, right. Uh, won the won a lot the of betting of on a lot of betting on what we don't know. Yeah, 
So I just, uh, yeah, I am, I'm just, I can't, I can't do it. And on top of it, cheering anything, Houston's really tough on pretty much everybody. <laughs> if you're not an Astros fan. So, yeah, no kidding. Uh, and Astros fans know that. Um, so I think uh, for me, I'm going to drop to my next pick down the lineup. Uh, I'm going to go with the the sexy pick in Toronto. I'm going to go with the Blue Jays at, as my pick. I just, the, the offense that could be produced inside of the stadiums that they'll be playing in, um, I just don't know if you can, if you can get away from them. I mean, the Rays have, I mean, it feels weird to say they got to take a step back with whatever. I mean, they always seem to somehow figure out how to be defensively good and everything else. But I mean, they've still got to play against the Orioles. They still get to play against the Red Sox. Yeah, the Yankees got you know great pitching staff deep all the way across. We've already talked about that, but they still also play in Yankee Stadium. So um, these bashers, I just uh, I, I think that the way that they're lined up and, and how deep that they are with their starter starters, they're going to be ridiculous. If they have to get below those starters too much, eh, we could be having a good time, right? Maybe the depth quite isn't where I would like it, but you know, I, I, I think they could mash their way to the top of the list. Yeah. Honestly. No, I could, I could see that. That, that uh, My concern with the blue Jays is more lineup orientation than it is the actual lineup. If it were me, I would be hitting Kevin Biggio leadoff as much as possible. Those on base skills. I could see that. Yeah. He's got serious on base skills. And I think Springer's clearly the best hitter in their lineup, right? Anything you can get out of Vlad jr. Who's obviously got immense potential, but he hits the ball into the ground all the time. Yeah. So, but so I would go Biggio one Springer two, um, and then, Simeon, probably, he's a pretty ideal three hitter. He hits, you know, he walks enough and then makes contact enough to be a pretty solid uh, three hitter. Then you got just a plethora of options from there. You know, you could go Bichette, you could go with Vlad Jr., depending mm-hmm. on right. where he's playing. I think the plan is for Simeon's going to be at third, right? That's what yeah. they. That's, that's the last I've heard. Yeah. Simeon at third with Bichette at short, Biggio at second, and. Vlad Jr. at first, and then the outfield, uh, they have Guriel, Springer, and is it Grichik or Hernandez? I don't, I think they're going to put like, that's out, right? Yeah. I, I got Teoscar Hernandez in that spot. Um, Either way. Uh, yeah. Hernandez, I mean, again, good bat to ball skills, and when he makes contact, the ball will fly. But, you know, it's 2020 again, small sample, but they still have Rowdy Telez off the bench yeah. who, hits the crap out of the ball. Yeah, he's a pretty good, pretty ideal sort of off the bench corner infielder or, you know, uh, type of DH. DH yeah. 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 I mean, he, he's a guy that you bring up and actually it could instill some fear into a, like, I can't make a mistake to this guy. Yeah. You know, he, he's, he's a good bench bat for them. There again, we, we've been, we've stressed that depth is important and the blue Jays have offensive depth because yeah. if, if Telez is not, their everyday DH and it's Grichik or Hernandez or something. And I don't really know who's the better defender there in right field, but I don't think it really matters in the grand scheme of things. Uh, but, you know, one of those guys, and then you have Telez, and then they have what uh, Alejandro Kirk has some definite offensive potential, especially out of the catcher position. And then Danny Jansen's a great defender. And so he's not a very good hitter, but he, he'll find a way. He'll give you something. Yeah, he'll he'll still, hit ten to fifteen home runs out of the catcher spot, which is fine. Like that's still a little bit of pop, not yeah, bad. Yeah. So I I like the Blue Jays lineup. I think they're definitely in that conversation of a top five lineup. Um, I think another you know we were talking about the Twins. Their lineup was probably a little disappointing in twenty twenty. I think you know Cruz yeah. is defying age, and I love it. Keep going, like yeah, you know, keep keep hitting thirty to forty home runs a year at your age. It's going to be great. Yeah, uh, but you know, I think Donaldson was probably just struggled. I think he'd be fine. Um, but the the thing for the Blue Jays is what pitching staffs are they facing? Right, so they're facing the Yankees. Good pitching staff, right? They don't. Then they face um, the Rays, who will. As a find unit. a way, yeah, they find a way. Find I'm shocked way. nobody took the Rays bullpen. To be honest, I yeah, I I was thinking about it, but then I just I don't. Like, I just don't know. I mean, I'm sure they'll do it, but how they'll do it? Who the fuck knows? Yeah, I, like that. That <laughs> right. was the only thing holding me back. Was I was like, well, is Patino going to start or is he going to be out of the bullpen for them? Because that yeah. actually greatly affected how much I thought about it. Because I was like, man, if he's going to be like a long man, 
that that makes their bullpen so much more attractive right, 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 because, right. because he's yeah, he's got some good stuff. But I was reading that they're planning on he's going to start, and I was like, mm, now I re- like who's actually in that bullpen, right? Like, and I'm looking at the names, and I'm like, man, I don't know like anything about. Yeah, no, they'll half f- of these guys. They'll find a way, but it'll confuddle everyone. Yeah, yeah. so. Uh, so they face the Rays staff, the Yankee staff, but then the Red Sox until Chris Sale gets back. I mean, who, that, yeah, that, who cares? that staff's looking rough. Yeah, that 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 staff is a puff piece on a B, on a C list blog. Yeah, um, and then and, then the Orioles. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Who are yeah. as Fangraphs say, not close. Yeah, it's <laughs> a good way to put it. <laughs> they're 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 buildings. We, we don't live in binaries except for the Orioles. Oh, um, yes. I mean, I really thought like though with for lineups beyond where I got with Toronto. I mean, the Padres lineup is always you know the appetizing, right? Just because of the news and everything else. But you know the Braves, right? I mean, that's a that's a good lineup. That's, that that's was a tough one to pass up. That was a tough yeah. one to pass up for me. It was between the White Sox and and Atlanta and. And I, if, if Austin Riley figures out how to take a walk and <laughs> then, then I'll tell you, and, and Dansby Swanson learns that curveballs are not something to swing at every time. I'm telling you this, they, they're, they're far and away they, they, they're a better lineup than the Mets. I think the, my thing with Atlanta too is, is Pache is going to be the, the center fielder and Acuna right. If Pache's plate discipline, which was what I was reading out about his prospect stuff when a couple of years ago, was that was his biggest flaw at the plate was he yeah. was swing at everything. Mm-hmm. And then he comes up and he's extremely disciplined. He's maybe he was just trying not to swing. Yep. That might have been part of it. But I was looking, I was like, man, these are just great at bats. Like if he can do this consistently, there's a real chance because he's a amazing defender and atlanta's defense was another one that i was considering outside of like taking their rotation for the upside was the defense is so good yeah because swanson's a great defender at short albies is a great defender at second freeman's a good defender at first yeah cunha pache and then the left uh, side is a little bit of a mystery uh, if ozuna's in left you don't really know what it's going to happen. I don't think he's as bad of a defender as he showed in 2019. Well, watching Ozuna field fly balls in left is like watching jazz. You're pretty, you know where it starts, you know where it ends, but everything else in between is like, who knows? Yeah. So I don't think Ozuna's like that bad. I think he's probably like a negative five defender or so. That's eh, fine. But, um, uh, so I, I Atlanta's lineup is, it was, yeah. it's it's tough to like sit there and say because I'm with you the upside of Atlanta's lineup is high yeah. really high and as you can tell I've definitely been drafting off upside and so I was like considering like okay do I take the floor of the Dodger rotation and then like maybe you come around with like Atlanta's lineup if you know they take the Yankees and Dodgers lineups or White Sox lineups right uh, but I like the Atlanta lineup Ooh. Yeah. 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 It was, it was a tough one. I mean, I think, you know, uh, sitting here and, and looking, I had them, I had them ranked fifth, right. On my, on my list. And I just couldn't, uh, I mean, I mean, if I, yeah, if I mean, I'm if surprised. I go past Toronto and I pick up Atlanta, then we have to sit here and, uh, and I have to discuss this with Adam in the future that, Hey, look, we all pick something out of Atlanta and I it just don't <laughs> yeah, think I can no, entire, I don't he think can't I can give me that entire season of that. So he, he no. can't give me that. I'm shocked. None of us picked the Mets or the Dodgers lineup. So yeah, I am. I am a little surprised. Well, by that. you've got a chance, Max, you can make this right. <laughs> tell me what, tell me who you're picking. I think since I already took the Atlanta rotation, I can't take their defense. I have to take what was written on Fangraphs as the most valuable defense in 2020, and it does make a lot of sense. Is I got to take the third base, first base combo defensively of Matt Chapman and Matt Olson, as well as the center field potential defensively of Ramon Laureano. And Elvis Andrews, I think his defense is going to get better because he's playing next to Matt Chapman, (laughs) uh, (laughs) which certainly helps. And then, you know, their outfield defense, I I think they lost Grossman, who's a really good defender in left field, and that hurts. But Sean Murphy is going to, I think he's going to provide a lot of defensive value behind the plate as well. But it's also, we were talking about Anderson Simmons and how you don't want to pass him up. I can't pass up Matt Chapman. They already took the Cardinals defense. You already took the Twins. Seems defense. unethical. Those are the only two other like individual defenders that are 
not catchers that are worth something. So it's it's hard for me to go anywhere else other than Oakland. No, yeah. you're totally right. It's almost unethical to pass up, uh, you know, Matt Chapman at this point. Uh, dude. So yeah. he's what I think I read the other day. He's eighth in defense run save since 2010, and he yeah. started his career in 2017. Yeah, that's, that's stupid. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I was really hoping. I was really hoping early on that the A's would pick Simmons up, and then you'd have a Simmons, uh, Simmons oh Chapman left God. side. Like that's like that's like oh Belanger Robinson. That's like Belanger God, Robinson right there. That would be sick. Except if Belanger figured out how to it hit. Didn't happen. Now you just yeah. made me mad. That it yeah. didn't happen. Oh <laughs> God, that would have been crazy. I would have been watching so many A's games. Could you could you imagine the shifts? Could you imagine putting Simmons oh. directly behind? Second base, and then Matt Chapman in normal and in normal positioning, and still Matt knowing Chapman in left field, right, and, and still like, knowing that it's never gonna <laughs> that you're not gonna get if you hit it to the oh left side, God. you might as well we be Travis Darnell, right? We you could just <laughs> you could just take the second baseman and put him out there as a rover right. and just play your infield with Chapman, yeah. Olson, and then uh, right. Simmons in the middle and just call it good enough. Yeah, you're, you're Yet another thing, it's Manfred. Manfred's fault. It's Manfred's fault. They'll, this they'll didn't happen. Four outfield shifts. All the time. <laughs> All the time, right? They have Olsen, Simmons, and Chapman, and they're just Don't like, need anything else in here. Yeah, We're you're fine. Enough, right? Uh, <laughs> it'll be a softball outfield, you know, oh, where you get the four. Now yeah. I'm just, as I said, now I'm just mad it's not happening. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I say, though, on the outside of this one, uh, look out for the Pirates. I think the Pirates are going to be uh, good defenders this year. Oh, yeah, because so. Brian Hayes is... Uh, oh, he's nasty. Good to be bonkers. Shout so out to Mark Simon. I've got an angry toddler to put to bed, so let me just Sweet. put this to bed real quick. I'm going to sum it up for everybody. We have uh, Max's team. He's got the Yankees lineup, the Padres bullpen, the um, Atlanta Braves rotation, and the Oakland A's defense. Jimmy Jam Slam Solid. is going to roll with the Dodgers rotation, the Cardinals defense, the Yankees bullpen, and the Blue Jays lineup. I will embarrass myself with the White Sox lineup, the uh, Cleveland rotation, the Atlanta bullpen, and the Twins defense. So I will post wow. this on our in the description of this episode so that everybody understand, everybody knows where we are and can hold Jim accountable when he tries to weasel <laughs> out of this halfway through the season. Um, Max, totally. Max, I, 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 uh, I'm so grateful you were able to join us. Uh, yeah, it's awesome so to have you. Yeah, uh, you got to witness Adam pick three quarters of his team out of the ALC. I know. <laughs> we were only in region after all I've done all offseason is just yeah. trash the yep. entire central region. Jim, no, I've just been dunking on it of like, yep. they don't spend, they're not good no. at training. Then, it's such a ridiculous region. And then what do we do? Adam drafts Adam, three things. That's right. Oh, he, was, he was the Kansas City bullpen away from making it a four for four because yeah. everybody in Detroit knows you don't take the Detroit bullpen. Haters, haters going to hate. And in, in a pile of shit, there's still kernels of corn, baby. That's what I'm saying. I hope you win. I, That'd be I, hysterical if be the awesome. central region actually ends up being good. I, I'd probably... It's not going to happen, but still, that'd be hysterical. <laughs> Most valuable division. Max, thank you so much for coming on, dude. I super appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, yeah, thanks Max. Thanks for having me. Thanks yeah, you're man. listening now, I'm on. That's uh, very honored. And then I'll have to be back when it's the end of the year. Of course. Yeah, you, 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 we're, we're already booking. <laughs> we're already booking yet. Yeah.